Welcome to Guarding Your Nest Egg podcast. Mike, I know that you personally are not excited about social media, but are your kids into <laughs> TikTok? Because most kids are. You're right. I'm not excited about it, but it is part of life today. So we have some Facebook stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you get to TikTok, yeah, no, not so much. I think radio is a really good format for us. I don't like to put myself out there. Nobody on, wants uh, to see what we look like. No, yeah, not so much. <laughs> yeah. The kids are into it. I think about Luke. Uh, so Luke's nine. Probably the kids at school are talking about it. I'm not exactly sure what a social influencer is, but I've heard mm-hmm. what one is. And he's told me how much money he's going to make for the family oh. if I will get him a YouTube account so he can post videos, which is alarming a bit, right? So that <laughs> as a parent, you're going, well, I don't really like the direction this whole thing's going, but then I like the creativity. Mm-hmm. and then, you know, just, So bottom line, he does not have a way to post anything, but he is very aware of TikTok. In fact, I guess this is kind of a good thing about TikTok. He came to me just the other day and he said, hey, Dad, did you know that... Um, on a penny, if the A and the M are touching on the United States of America part, huh. that penny might be worth, he says, $20,000. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, I get home and I Google it. Like, is this even true? And, and there is some truth to this. So, I'm sure we have listeners who know this. I just didn't know this, who are coin collectors or something. But I guess there was a, an issue with the stamp, you know, in the process. Oh. And there are certain pennies, and, and obviously if there's a defect in it, they are worth some money. So I turned that into some fun with the boys. Mm-hmm. And we went and found every penny in the house that we could possibly find and got out a magnifying glass and looked at it to see if they were touching. But um, I'm not big on TikTok, but, uh, but I, I learned a, something about pennies. I was yeah. going to say, he learned this from watching things on TikTok or YouTube or something, obviously. He did. Yeah, it was TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense because TikTok says it now has more than 1 billion monthly active users. It's the rare social media platform that's not owned by Facebook or Google to have an audience of that size. I am not on TikTok. I have so many other things to do. What's sad, though, Mike, is that a friend of mine the other day said, let me send you this uh, news story I saw. You're really going to be interested in it, okay? So she texted it to me. It was somebody on TikTok. That's not where you get your news, folks. Come on! Yeah, news from Facebook, TikTok, uh, YouTube, that kind of thing. Is, it's not news. But here on this show, we talk about what's happening in the news and in your day-to-day life and how it could affect you financially. And you just heard an Alexa alert from my studio. Sorry about that. See, that's how up-to-date we are here. (laughs) Whether it's meme stocks, crypto price swings, or crackdowns in China, arguing in D.C., all these things are a risk that investors are continuing to face and continue to grow. Bloomberg Wealth asked ARK Invest CEO and founder Kathy Wood what she believes is the next big risk for investors over the next five to 10 years. Some are going to be disarmed that there's someone out there thinking deflation is a risk because no one's positioned for it. Now, I knew inflation was a risk, but is deflation Mm -hmm. something we genuinely need to prepare for? There's been so much talk about inflation because it's tangible right now for us in our economy. When we go out and things cost more, we start worrying about our purchasing power over time, and that's inflation. If if our income or our returns on our portfolio remain constant, but the price of things continue to go up, then our purchasing power moving forward declines, and that's a concern. But you know, deflation is a I think it's a very legitimate concern. 
based on everything that's going on. So for those of us who aren't real familiar with deflation, basically it's a, it's a decline in the prices for, for goods and services. So instead of that price going up, the price is going down. And that might sound like a good thing on the surface, but uh, deflation a lot of times can be actually more damaging than inflation. Hmm. And it's usually associated with a contraction in the supply of money and credit in the economy. So if the supply of money, meaning the federal government, starts to raise interest rates uh, and they make money harder to get. So there's a contraction there that that, that becomes an issue because if, if companies aren't investing in themselves, if individuals aren't borrowing money to buy homes, borrowing money to buy cars, the economy gets worse and worse and worse. And if the credit in the economy is getting worse, that's a problem. So just like we don't want too much inflation, we also don't want deflation. Mm -hmm. And my concern here is inflation's been in the news quite a bit. Mm -hmm. They're not talking about deflation. They're both problematic. And that's why the government tries to maintain a balance. And they do that with the money supply. So if they make it easier to get money, it's because they're worried about the economy slowing down. If they restrict the money too much uh, or they restrict the money, they, they're worried about the economy heating up too much. So there's this balancing act with the Fed to try to keep us in the middle. And inflation's a problem. Deflation's a problem. I do have a concern that deflation is potentially a problem because a lot of what's going on right now with the economy seems temporary. So mm -hmm. things are costing more right now because the government's been pumping lots of money into the economy. And it's very, very easy to spend free money, the Absolutely. money that was given to you. And so that can raise the price. But now we're looking at, well, is there going to be another stimulus? Is there not going to be another stimulus? Where's the money going to come from? Are people actually going to go back to work or are they going to not go back to work? What's the economy going to look like? Inflation isn't necessarily going to be a long-term issue if people aren't working and spending money. We could be dealing with deflation. And if you're not taking all of this into consideration moving forward, if you're in your late 50s, early 60s, you're retired or considering retirement, these could all be problems. And, and you have to position your portfolio accordingly because inflation can be a problem for the stock market. Certainly deflation can be a problem for the stock market. If there's a decline in the prices for goods and services, that doesn't help companies either, right? Mm -hmm. If it's rising too fast, it doesn't help companies. And again, companies that you're investing in. And if it's declining, that doesn't help companies you're investing in. So finding a balance somewhere in there and finding a way to try to navigate, again, there is no crystal ball, but being smarter about investing and being very active in the management of your portfolio, particularly if you're retired or close to it, is gonna be real important, I think, moving forward because we're not in this sort of 80s and 90s um, bull market where things just kept going up for 20 years and you really didn't have to worry about much of anything. You just invested and you made money. We're getting into a lot of back and forth and you can't afford to be out of the market completely all the time because there's isn't a fixed option that makes you enough money, but you can't afford to just commit and hang in there either. And somewhere in there, there's a balance, Kristen. And when we sit down and talk with individuals, those are the conversations we're having. You've probably heard people talk about the great resignation that's happening in the job market. You certainly feel it when you go somewhere trying to seek goods and services. Yahoo Money says one recent survey found almost four in five boomers said they would rather retire at age 65 and modestly live out their years than work until 75 and live large. Now, Mike, you work mainly with folks that are in their late 50s and up. Are any of them looking to move up their retirement date at all? 
Well, you know, I don't like surveys, Kristen, because we never really know. I mean, who are they calling? Valid. Put it in context. (laughs) Put it in context. If you called me up, and I'm 47, so if you called me up and said, would you rather retire at 65 or 75? I'd say 65. If you called me at 65 and asked me if I'd rather retire at 65 or 75, I would say 65. Unless I just really, really love my job. And, and, And there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to retire and then enjoy retirement in that situation. So I think the numbers are skewed a little bit there. Um, But when I sit down and I talk to people, a couple or an individual is looking to move the retirement date up. The question is usually, hey, listen, we were listening to your radio show or I was listening to your radio show. I heard about your complete financial plan. Seemed like if I came and sat down with you, You could do an analysis of my current portfolio. You could take a look at my expenses. Uh, You could tell me whether or not I could afford to retire right now. And then I could take that information and decide for myself whether or not that's what I want to go ahead and do. And so we do get that phone call quite a bit. And we do sit with individuals in that situation quite a bit. And it's the kind of information I really enjoy just sharing with people because um, it's very, very difficult. And we realize this, Kristen, it's very, very difficult to make that transition from going to work, getting paid, having health care, making contributions to retirement plan and knowing exactly how your bills are gonna be paid month after month, year after year. It's very different to sort of separate from that situation, have to pay for your own health care, be pulling money out of your investments as opposed to putting money into your investments, not having a paycheck every month and living off of your portfolio for the rest of your life. And the idea is, well, Will this money last for the rest of my life? And how long am I going to live? Nobody Uh knows that, right? So it has to be regardless of how long I live, the money has to to last for the rest of my life. Then it becomes, well, in order for it to last, how do I need to invest? Because if you could just go to the bank and get 8% on a CD, it's kind of an easy question. You could go home and do the math for yourself and go, well, hey, listen, uh, maybe I've got a million dollars set aside for retirement. And again, Kristen, not everybody has a million dollars, but it's a round number. If I could get 8% on a CD, 8% of a million dollars is $80,000 a year. I know what my social security is going to be. Maybe I have a pension. Maybe I don't. People can do the math for themselves and it makes sense. What doesn't make sense is, well, there aren't any CDs paying 8% at this point Uh in time. I don't think there will be in the future. So what are the investment options available to help me be successful in retirement? And we would just define that as maintaining your current standard of living throughout retirement adjusted for inflation and taxes and that's what a complete financial plan can help people do if nothing else better understand where you are right now what your options are and what's possible in the future for you and your family connect anytime at guardingyournestegg.com well william shatner has decided to boldly go where no man has gone before well at least no 90 year old man has gone there (laughs) Shatner taking one of the 15-minute flights into space, courtesy of Blue Origin, making him the oldest person to ever be launched into space. Way to go, Captain Kirk. You know he loves attention, too, so he's all over this for sure. But what's one of the coolest things over the years, Mike, that you've seen one of your clients do that's outside of their comfort zone in retirement? I've been doing this a long time, so 20-something years now, and... I don't know that there is a coolest per se, and maybe this goes along with Shatner and flight and stuff like that, but I have a client who, gosh, she's mid-80s, 
and still flies as an acrobarrel pilot, you know, when they do the acrobats and stuff and, and the plane rolls. It's just really, really yeah, fantastic. Great. So he still does the stunt shows, and that one really, really jumps out for me. You know, it's not necessarily the coolest thing. I, I don't uh, know. That That's kind of cool to be yeah. in your 80s and still doing that. And then you've also got to be able to financially afford the insurance for that and afford the fuel and the planning for that. So there's a lot that's really neat about him doing that for fun. He has the confidence in his financial planning to be able to uh, continue to do it. Obviously, it's not an inexpensive hobby. If I could do barrel rolls at uh, <laughs> 85, I would do it. You know, in a high-speed plane, uh, you know, I guess I'd be up for that. But yeah, I think that's you know, we should all be able to do whatever it is we want to do in retirement, and just be confident that financially we'll be able to afford it. Wasn't it uh, the first President Bush that up until he passed away, he jumped out of an airplane every year on his birthday? I think. I don't know if it was every year, but he did it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so neat. You know, when you're retired, whatever it is that you want to do, you've got the time freedom to do that. But you need to have the fiscal freedom to do that. And planning is how you get there. This is Guarding Your Nest Egg with Mike Lester. Catch up and interact with the show anytime at guardingyournestegg.com. Mike Lester is a registered representative of and offers securities through World Equity Grouping, member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through Retirement Wealth Advisors. Talent Wealth Management and Retirement Wealth Advisors are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Grouping. Mike Lester is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Talent Wealth Management, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this radio station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer to only fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors. Florida license number D056341. California license number 0N00828. Fiduciary duty extends solely to investment advisory advice and does not extend to other activities such as insurance or broker dealer services. Advisory clients are charged a monthly fee for assets under management while insurance products pay a commission, which may result in a conflict of interest regarding compensation.